What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This podcast contains language and themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. Hello, it's the Sasquatch here and welcome to episode 3, season 3. I am joined by the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, it's Beric. I'm also joined by the chief of controversy, it's the coach. And sadly, the doctor can't be with us. So gents, a phenomenal weekend of sport, if not a disappointing weekend of sport. How are we gents? What's where was the, uh, where was the, the, the clap intro man? Thought you were bringing that oh, back. Jesus. No, that was fairly cringy last week when I listened back. I was like, yeah, might just cut that out. Credit, credit to you, Sass, by the way, uh, on the other evening, swapping over a podcast. Yeah, I suppose it was featured on Sports Lane. They just wanted to do a little Super Bowl preview. Um, did you get the invite, Barry? Did, I was just about to say, Coach, did you turn it down? Or, or was it just me that wasn't uh, invited? I think you'll find it was posted in the WhatsApp group twice. Must have been the idea from WhatsApp group. Two tumbleweed, I think, was the general response. Uh, no, no, it's killed me. No, no, don't worry. Big um, what, what were the two boys' names, anyway? Sean and Brian. Sean and Brian. Shout out Sean and Brian. And um, yeah. I hope you enjoy your new podcast with the Sasquatch, um. seen as he's being turfed out of me and the coach's new venture, <laughs> the Rough and Coach, <laughs> available on all podcast, podcast platforms. <laughs> so, yeah. So I suppose I'm tired. But by, by the way, sorry. Going back to your question, I'm tired. Just what a day. Being a Liverpool fan, an Irish rugby fan, um, Sasquatch. You'll know that I've had, I've had serious opinions on. Uh, yeah. Billy Burns we'll get to that. and stuff, we'll but get to that. we will get to it. Yeah, yeah. But it's been a tiring day, and now I've got to stay up to watch um, Mahomes Super do a job on Brady. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, because um, that would just round out what's been a terrible weekend. I think if you look at us as a foursome, Ireland obviously lost, Arsenal lost, Liverpool got spanked, West Ham and United also drew fixtures they probably should have won, um, and Suchet got a red for nothing. For nothing. But yeah, so. are we're we gonna talk about that straight away. Okay. Yeah, okay. No, yeah. We, 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 we can skim it over if you want. Okay, skim it over. So, a uh, lot to get through tonight. So, the coach will take us through his new segment, The Coach Ranks. I'm going to discuss the fallout from the opening rounds of the six, six Nations. But first off, Berg is going to bring to us a piece on steroids or performance enhancing drugs in sport. Berg, whenever you're ready, take us away, sir. I will, Sass. Thanks very much. Um, You've you've built it up to be something that I don't think it is here. I wouldn't say it's a piece as such. Um, it's more so in the light of. Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, it's 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 more so um, in the light of. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the MMA world, but uh, TJ Dillashaw is actually due to come back. He was eligible to compete from January, so. Last month, he was the bantamweight champion two years ago. If you recall, he tried to drop down to one twenty-five. So bantamweight is one thirty-five. Tried to drop down to flyweight, which is one twenty-five. So ten pound drop to fight their champion at the time, which was Henry Cejudo. Um, but basically, he ended up taking EPO, 
because obviously such a dramatic drop in weight would require the extra output and stuff. So EPO is now I I should I probably could have done a little bit more research on this. I'm not that up to date on like steroids and stuff, but from my Man, brief handle on steroids. That's what I mean. A high performing, clean, natural athlete like myself. No, thank you. Um, (laughs) Don't bring it up in serious streaming. (laughs) Don't bring it up. (laughs) Um, Basically, what I grasp from just kind of reading a little bit on EPO is it. It's your white blood cells, isn't it? It increases, or your red blood cells. One of the blood cells, anyway. It actually doesn't increase. It increases the ability to carry. Oxygen. oxygen, oxygen, so or something. Isn't it? Hemoglobin, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. You're basically in layman's terms. Your kind of ability to work harder is. You have an ability to work harder than if you were natural, say. Um. So basically, he took the EPO to get down to 125, where he was actually beaten quite handily, and I think it was the first minute or so. Minute or so. Um. Then it came out obviously that he made the weight by taking steroids. Blah blah blah. And he then vacated his own championship at Bantamweight, obviously because he knew he was going to get suspended and stuff. So the suspension from USADA is it's two years, I think, if you get caught with steroids knowingly taking them. You know, that kind of way. Like there's been a couple of, um, like say if you fail a USADA test for like a tainted supplement or something, they tend to give you, it's between six months and a year depending on whatever it is, but he he done the full two years, but then obviously vacated the belt as well. That's the background. What my, it's, it's my, I have a question, basically, is, is what I'm getting at here. The current champion, Peter Yan, um, said that he, once he beats Aljamain Sterling, he'd like his next defense to be against TJ. So this kind of sparked a bit of debate and Dana was asked at the press conference for McGregor, I think. Was it McGregor's press conference? It could have been McGregor's press conference. Um, what they were going to do with TJ. And would a immediate title shot be out of the question? And to which Dana said, no, wouldn't be out of the question. It's probably what's going to happen. So my question to the lads this evening is, where would you stand on him, say, jumping straight back in to get an immediate title shot? I can see from both sides, I suppose, like he never actually lost his belt in competition. Mm. So technically still still champion, if you want to swing it that way. But obviously a a dirty nose in 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 a sense. And a, a lot of fighters like Cody Garbrandt, who he beat twice for the belt, had come out and said at the time of their fight that he was on steroids now and they had trained together. Um, before, and it, there was no kind of like basis to the claims, but obviously now you nearly have to look at him, and kind of be like, "Well, Jesus, was he always on steroids?" So, what would you reckon about kind of jumping back in for an immediate title shot? Um, it's 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 a difficult one to answer, to be fair, because I understand where you're coming from. Well, not where you're coming from, but the point you stressed that like he he never was actually physically beaten, so. But the thing about a two-year suspension is it's a great opportunity to spend a year flat out on the gear and clean yourself up for the last year of the band. Mm. There's no real testing during, during the suspension. Well, wait, you said that there would be. So, in kind of, that would be a small difference between 
UFC fighters and say other sports. USADA would test your route because you're in a USADA testing pill. The only thing to kind of back your point up is he had notorious shoulder problems for the duration of his career, like, and he got both of them done over the two years that he was suspended. Do you know that kind of way? So he's had his surgeries and all. So he's nearly coming back better than when he left, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then, now, and whether that's to do with, like... Sounds like a little bit like Leo <laughs> Ferdinand after his band, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there, well, there's a lot to that, though, too. I mean, it was two years... Like I know one of the talking points last week from the McGregor fight was the potential ring rust. Mm. Do you know, so he may be sparring, but is he fighting? So you might might suffer, fall victim to that too as well. Just on the whole P thing, I don't know if you've seen the Ajax goalkeeper was suspended on Friday for two years. He had a substance in his... What's his name? Was gonna... Oh, na na. Okay. Uh, anyway, he had a... Come on, mate. Be better. Be, be better. <laughs> he, he he failed on a substance called fluminoid, which is a diuretic, which is what I actually thought Dilshaw got done for, bro. EPO and, and diuretics do different things. So diuretics are, are used to strip weight, basically, to help you lose a lot of water weight, especially. So it's notorious in, in fighting game. But people are like, well, why is a goalkeeper trying to use it? The reason people use diuretics is it's also a masking agent. So we don't Yeah, a lot of times it would be, yeah. So we don't actually know what he was actually on. And that's why he got suspended for two years. So, regards EPO. Wait, what What did the keep up on did he get? We don't know yet. I think he got two years. Oh, Nana? Yeah. Jesus. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gen- asking a genuine question. I, I just, it flashed across me time on Friday. Wow. Um, with, with regards to the other shot, like, I don't, you might be able to answer this. What do... So, he gets that ban. Where, where does that ban kind of leave him? Like, is he allowed to train in the gym? During that two years at all? Or? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can train. Of course, you can train. Like they can't stop you from. It's 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 a competition ban. So like you can't compete for. No, because no, I, I know in other sports in, in rugby you're not and and soccer as well or association football you're not allowed in some cases go to training ground and and that sort of stuff. So I was just wondering like how we talk about ring rust. Can could he have been sparring over the last year? Is it possible he was fighting? Obviously, could. <clears throat> yeah. No, I no, I'd say. Like I'd say, he trained as if he was yeah, yeah. in a in a camp. Well, he went through through kind of camp cycles, if you like. Uh, yeah, pro- but very possibly, yeah. So you, like you, you never know. But the only thing is, my kind of stance on it is like, like I don't really. I was about to say I don't really mind steroids. I I do have an issue with steroids in the sense that like it is cheating, like like or in any sport say let's let's just say for argument's sake it is cheating across the board but when you kind of look at the contact sports i think we've actually talked about this before like when it is things like contact sports it's the danger of like it's like i'm sure if you had the right fucking lawyer and you wanted to swing it that way like you could definitely turn around say you fought someone who was on steroids like you could definitely swing an attempted murder case yeah you know, I kind of like if if you were that way. Was there you, inclined? Barry, you'd be the man to answer this. When um, what is the dude from WWE who went across again? Brock. Brock was there something yeah. written into his contract he wasn't allowed to be tested? It it wasn't. So so basically, what the the thing with him was there's a if you want to compete in the UFC, you need to have. You need to be in the USADA testing pill for, I think it's six months before you can compete. So it's like, obviously, you get tested 
throughout those six yeah. months to make sure you're not in search. And I think they wanted to get him for UFC 200, which may have been two, maybe three months away. And I think in his contract, he was exempt from the the, US the six months stint. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that's what it was. Oh, we get, get here. That man's piss was <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's like there's actually. I, I don't understand. Like that was one of those where you just like I, if you ever listen to uh, the Chael Sonnen, he um his, some of his podcasts and things are actually very good. But he um he was talking about steroids there not too long ago, and he was just saying that like with steroids, a lot of times the eye test is is correct. Like, do you know what I mean? As in, like you could look at someone and go, <laughs> "He's on juice," you're and a lot of times you're right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of and times you're correct. Like, Brock Lesnar like didn't just wrestle, didn't just fight in the UFC. He also made the Minnesota Vikings. Played um, a few snaps as well, if I recall. Yeah, made a few snaps. Um, I think he was ultimately cut and didn't make the final roster, or whatever. But that's an athlete, like, and yeah, not a natural athlete. Uh, yeah, but now let's let's be real though. Like, not to take away from Brock Lesnar, and we're kind of getting off the point here a little bit. But mm. bear with me, like, Brock Lesnar is an athlete, whether he takes steroids or not. Like, do you know that kind of way. Mm. And and Dillashaw would be the same, like whether he took steroids or not. Like it's it's not to say that he's not a world class athlete. Like it's just it's I, the I heard increases when yeah. it gets. I heard Joe Rogan argue, not arguing, but his kind of point was on it as well was like when you you have these like super competitors, do you know that kind of way? Like that, like people are gonna do anything for an advantage, really, aren't they? Like well, there is. But then there is my other question to, on the, on that would be like, would you nearly ban someone for life if they got caught taking steroids? Would that be wouldn't, ridiculous? Wouldn't ban them for life, but what? And I'm thinking of from a different, thinking of from a financial doping thing. A couple of like rugby clubs and stuff in various different competitions have been done for for cheating the salary cap, and they've been investigated. And where they could find proof that they were messing with the salary cap, they were stripped of all titles. So I think he should be stripped of the belt and should be have to re-enter unranked. So it's a more it's more of a deterrent because it might take him instead of taking two years and now he could have a title shot within six months. He should literally have a two month ban and then a year of trying to get back for that title shot. Yeah, or three or four fights. I think it's the only. It's not a deterrent. Like, could he theoretically have gone for nine months? Not nine months. Sorry, for eighteen months, gone and fought in a MMA competition that doesn't fall under USADA. And come back with six months to go in his ban, say, and register for I, the doping pill. It's a good question. I don't think so. Because you'd be technically, you'd be under contract from the UFC, so you wouldn't be able to do that anyway. Okay. Yeah, I'd imagine you know, it's a UFC ban rather than a... Because mm. like, you can't fight another contract or whatever. Yeah, and, they have you contracted up. Yeah, right? and then if you fought in another, a, a smaller kind of promotion I'm, I'm guessing the UFC just cut you and that's your income gone probably yeah I, but I'm I'm sure the UFC have something in a lot of their contracts like because even if he's if he's listened there recently Ben Askren was talking about the uh, I actually hate even mentioning this like giving this any form of time but the j Paul Ben Askren whatever you want to call it um, experiment ex no, not even but Ben Askren basically had to go to the UFC and ask, was it okay if he done this because he was still under contract with the UFC? Mm. Same, Do you know, no, 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 Floyd. So. 
exactly. Yeah. So um, they, they have you. They have you stitched up. Well, not stitched up, but they have you under contract for most things. I'd say they're making money. Money, piss, fight, sleep, or whatever, aren't they? Like, yeah. I think I think Sass is onto something there. I think you're right. I think if you're getting banned for something like that, you've got to just be stripped. The thing about yeah. the fight coming back, and I know Dana said it's he's not against them fighting for a belt straight away. I I personally would be like I don't. It it's hard to say. Look at someone, even last week. Um, people come like the, it's just the ranking system it's just all flawed like I, I i agree he needs to come in somewhere i don't know if that's unranked um or do you yeah, say maybe that was a bit harsh but i do think it has to be carte blanche it's like you're a new entrant so it's even more but of a deterrent to someone i don't understand the way ufc is gone it doesn't matter where you're ranked like why don't they just have a top five and if you're outside of the top five you're just unranked do you know what i mean because the way it's gone it... but it's only a top 15 no yeah i know that but, like if you're 13 you probably fight once, say number six, seven, or eight, and you're you're jumping all the way up. You're not jumping one slot. It's not like internationals where you get three points and three points equals a hundred points in the rank assist or whatever. There's no, there's no, there's literally no equation to it. <laughs> it's just opinion. <laughs> you yeah, know? Well, so I don't agree with him coming in and just fighting straight over the belt. I think you should have at least probably two, given the circumstances, and given ring rust. Because if he loses the first fight, well, we know he shouldn't be fight, fighting number. 12 say that's that's the ultimate punishment then isn't it if he loses with ring rust yeah yeah, yeah. but it, that's the thing as, as we said he can still be training in his gym there's, I know there's yeah. a difference between sparring in your gym and, and actual you know competition but I don't know if it's that much of a drop you know Partic- yeah. particularly when you're fighting from no fans the there is a, another point I make there on that. Like, do you reckon those two fights should be against people in the top five? No, I think top. It's probably it's probably one from ten to fifteen, and then one from ten to six or nine to six, and then you're talking about contention for a title fight. That would be my opinion. Uh, no, I I don't mean in general. I just mean in this specific TJ Dillashaw case. Would you say he should fight? I know you're saying, like, work his way up, but there is, and and not to keep going back to Chelsea on it, but he also made a point that, like, I know the UFC is technically the best promotion in the world, but, like, there is still levels in that, in the sense that, like, mm. do you want to see TJ go out and flatten some fella who's ranked 15th in the world who never should have been fighting? I'll give, Arguably I'll, the best in the world. Yeah. I'll give you a comparison. Dustin Poirier, right? So let's mm-hmm. let's call let's call um, Khabib the champion. Just say he's still in there. Dustin Poirier tomorrow gets done because of his last fight, so he gets done for EPO. Do we let him come yeah. in and just fight for the belt? Or even Holloway or McGregor, anyone within that kind of that's close, say to a to a number one contender. Like mm. the, they're they're not the title holder, but they're number one contender. So they do they automatically go back in to be number one contender after an eighteen month two year ban? Yeah, no, I get what you mean. It's it's a weird one though, because but it's only weird because it's flawed by the UFC franking system, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's look, it's it's a money business. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's where Dane is coming from, and that's the beauty of it being a new sport is. 
like MMA in general, like and promotion stuff, relatively new. They're what twenty years? How old is it? Ninety two is the, was the UFC. Yeah, it, we'll we'll say twenty years, basically. Yeah, yeah. But like, it, you have to look at it though. Out of that twenty years, probably ten of them were the Wild West. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Do you know? Glove that video like, of the... One glove. Like, I don't know if you remember Pride back in the day. Um, yeah. Pride was like the organization in Japan, and like a lot of say retired fighters now like Chuck Liddell and stuff would have fought and they have openly came out and said that like when you were like say you were signing your contract to Bryant it used to be like uh, I think there was a line in it or something that's like we do not test for steroids but like in massive letters as in like you know yeah like as in like not like we don't test them like please, just if you please. just if you if you wanted to take them or, or anything please. because we wouldn't care on your way out, please see Gustav, our former Eastern Bloc physician. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I think Eddie, Eddie Bravo was talking about it before, and one of his lads, um, I think he was a lightweight, so whatever, 155, and they offered him a fight. It's uh, welterweight, which is 170, so 15-pound jump. Like, <laughs> I think Eddie Bravo turned around to him and was like, oh, no, no, he's a, he's a lightweight, 155. And he was like, ah. Put on the weight, you know, and like start doing like the fucking injecting symbol to him. Very good. So like, you know what I mean. And that was only two thousand and five. So that's fifteen years ago. So like, yeah, it it is. There's something really interesting in it though, because if you watch the documentary Icarus or Icarus, however you want to pronounce it, and it's the, pronounced Icarus. Icarus, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Never heard anyone call it Icarus. Brian Fogel, Brian the, the guy in it who makes the documentary, goes on EPO for an amateur triathlon. And these amateur triathlon guys are, are seriously, you know, getting serious times. And I'm pretty sure without without the EPO, he finished around 15th or 20th out of like 300. But, I think it was, it was 27th yeah. to 36. And then he dropped on the drop. EPO. But yeah. the mad thing is, these guys in in the States, like some of them are, are actually EPO because it's an amateur event. So they just do it. Like, like It seems to be sometimes with some people it's just done because it doesn't matter so it'd be interesting to see if you went around Ireland UK America how many people are actually juicing like you know yourself mate go into any bend on fly fit fucking whatever the other gyms are called in Dublin and ask people to piss in the cup yeah and I guarantee you yeah, so there must be There's smaller promotions around the UK and the British Isles and, and, and the States that there is people 100%. doing it. Like, it's just... Yeah, 100%. You know? It's a lot a lot more now, especially with the rise and kind of social media and trying to be yeah. aesthetically yeah. good-looking. Yeah. It's it's a lot more social use now as well as PD, like performance dancing. Yeah. So, to round it off, yeah, title shot, no title shot, what do you reckon? I say no. Not for the year. Not for the year. Well, I, I, in in terms of time space, I just think he needs to have at least two fights before. I think I think Sass is right. You take you, he has to be dethroned. Like he has to be. Yeah. Bro, bro, yeah. Unless, no, I no, I agree. I agree. Unless he can prove he was clean when he won all titles, that's the only thing I, I could think of. But I think they actually did test a few of his own samples, and he was clean. Okay. Could be wrong there, but from what I recall, they test him. Yeah, but look, look interesting. You just interesting never fucking know. We can always, we're always willing to talk PEDs. Um, Especially about the Spanish teams. No, no. I'm no, building a, I'm building a serious case against the Spanish ever. <laughs> <there. laughs> we've, we've an episode to get done here, and we're not going down that rabbit hole again. Um, anyway, I suppose from myself, 
this weekend was the opening round of the Six Nations. We'll get to the Ireland game in, in, a, in a minute, but just to run it through, first game was Italy-France, Italy 10, France 50. Dupont, uh, man of the match, and he's in the conversation for the best nine in the world. Last year's player of the championship, phenomenal player. England 6-11. Uh, England 6-11, sorry, Scotland. So the Calcutta Cup's 150th anniversary and Scotland's first win in Twickenham since 1983. I would severely question the involvement of Saracens players. So you had five players in the starting 15. Elliot Daly, Owen Farrell, Jamie George, Mario Toje and Billy Minipola. Their last fixture came in December 12th in a friendly against Leicester. The last competitive fixture was October 4th against Bath and then as they were relegated owing to the salary cap, cap fiasco. And then finally... We lost today against Wales, which we'll get to. Round two fixtures, obviously, England, Italy and Twickenham, Scotland, Wales and Murrayfield. And we face the daunting challenge of playing France in the Aviva. So, fallout from the game, coach. Which one? Look, first of all, I have to say, when it's so exciting and refreshing to watch France play. Yeah. They're a breath of fresh air. Like, the one thing you have to give... The French credit for is when they notice something's going wrong, which they did four, five years ago. They have absolutely no problem in stripping everything back and going again. Like as you mentioned, there Dupont it was, ah, he's, he's different. He's different level, isn't he? He's just different custard. I think yeah, he's different custard. And, and Jalibert even compliments him, I think, very well, um, in the ten. And they can score points from anywhere on the pitch. They, mm. they have a rootlessness and a naivety is probably not the word but they, they just can go at it and they don't really care it's it's kind of like Liverpool under Rodgers in his last year it's like you score three we'll score four so it's fine do you know what you know, it's kind of yeah, a little I, bit no, like that Um, kind and they, I know they lost England in that whatever that all, all nations, nations yeah, yeah, thing yeah, whatever yeah. but they play very well and, and yeah. they're young and they're coming and they are right on track for a serious jaunt the World Cup now they're France so they could decide not mm. to show up but yeah look brilliant uh, Scots Scotland game Finn Russell and, and Hogg are look oh Finn Russell is a headbanger yeah but like hot and cold are like understatements yeah like yeah. like the drop goal I understand the initial attempt but when it was charged down you retain possession in that situation and then the kick for Van der Merwe in the, in the first half Really poor execution. Yeah, it was a good idea, but the execution was horrific. Like the space they had. Yeah, and um, with him with international is on and off as well, and he didn't take part in the autumn nations. I can't remember if he was, if he was on a ban. Massive, massive, massive fallout. Yeah, the camp, yeah. and he was asked to come back. But I don't know if any of you remember Brian Redpath from way back. His son, obviously Clyde, made the the debut in centre. He he looks a promising player too as well. Yeah, um, but you have to sit like you're looking at the Scottish team asking well with the Lions tour coming up, and you have to sit like hog. Is putting in a good stint to have himself starting at 15, I think. Uh, who would you start ahead of him? Yeah, it's cool. Like, like who? who, Like, Lee Halfpenny, maybe. Yeah. If he has a good championship, it's too soon for Hugo Keenan. Jacob Stockdale should definitely play 15 again because he's, yeah. he's an athlete, he's not a footballer, and you need a footballer at, at, at fullback. I yeah. think you need someone who's a natural footballer. He's not Elliot Daly. Him and Hahn, I think yeah. Hogg is the natural choice of fullback. Yeah, um, but he brings that experience and game management uh, to it. He was an incredible game management yesterday. But it was great to see Eddie Jones eat some humble, humble pie 
Oh, it's 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 a sight I love to see. Yeah. Um, it, it's amazing was... to see the way he throws in mate. Ah, oh, just a good day, mate. You know, then you're on a good day. But like, yeah, <sighs> they definitely underestimated Scotland, and it's it's great to see. And and Scotland won the collision, which is what England have done for the last two three years, mm-hmm. really. So, look, I, I do Scotland, think a lot of it will come. They're them Saracens players. I think. Yeah. But do you think they'll come good in week two though? They, they um, look. They're, they're going to be a diddly. There's no, so yeah, it's it's a no, chance I, for them to get minutes in the legs, I suppose. Yeah, well, it, it's week three. I'd make a decision on them, I suppose. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. So they'll have two games. They'll have a break, and then come back for week mm. three, and then they'll have a break. So we know kind of going into those last two games. And then us, and then us. Uh, barely disappointing, and I know you're ready to give Billy Barnes the P forty five. What I would say is, don't shit the bed after the first game of the championship. I understand the sentiment, but look, it was, it was a bad mistake. But looking at the stats of the game and stuff, and bearing in mind, Pierre Martin, he got, Simbin, oh, got sent off sorry, in the 13th minute. To be even in that game is exceptional. It's a symptom of kind of actually how poor Wales are. They couldn't put us to bed. Looking at the stats, Wales had 61% possession. They had 185 carries to Ireland's 90 in terms of meters made while holding the ball, Wales had one thousand one hundred and ninety-nine to Ireland's five hundred and two. And in terms of tackle made, Wales only had to make one hundred and five tackles to Ireland's two hundred and forty. There's a lot of issues in the Irish setup for me at, at present. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the structure. Um, Farrell's playing so with the split forwards. Um, it, like this was done by Connacht in 2015, 2016 to win the Pro 12. The game has moved on. I understand where he's coming from a rugby league background and why this seems like the natural choice to mm. to play but the opening 20 minutes with so many opportunities there where we had front five and I get lambasted for this as a front five member myself clogging up the middle of the field not taking the ball on at pace like the idea of this this structure of splitting the forwards is that you get the front five on a hard carry and then you get quick ball out to the backs mm-hmm. but our front five are taking the ball back and then starting to move. They're supposed to be coming around the corner in the middle. Yeah. And that's supposed to create the space and the rook speed. And Murray wasn't doing a great job with speed either in terms of dictating the speed. I'm uh, I'm struggling to defend uh, Murray for much longer. I'm struggling to defend, and this is very harsh, Sexton. I think if there was any fly half within a country mile of Johnny Sexton in terms of quality, he'd be gone at present. I think he... I think mean, we need to come to terms with the fact that we've been blessed in this country to have Ron Nogara and Johnny Sexton yeah. successively. That is quite unusual to have two fly-offs of that class, like say top 10 world fly-offs mm. in succession. We need to get very comfortable with the fact that for the next 10 years, we could have to operate in a situation where we have an average fly-off. And you can succeed in international level with a dominant pack, a good back line, and just a fly-half who just facilitates stuff. Kicks the percentage kicks and operates the plays and knows his role. I think Sexton tries to do too much. It's come with the World Cup and, and this, it's just come at a funny time. I think we yeah. probably could have done better in terms of managing the two Byrne brothers' time at Leinster and, and Johnny Sexton. Like having them all at the one club is when you're trying to get minutes to the younger lads, because let's be honest. 
Harry, like Ross Barnes, probably not playing enough. He's probably playing fifty percent of the games. Sexton's probably playing he's a not little good enough at international level. Yeah, but he's never going to be if he's not getting minutes either. Um, no, I, and then, I, I, and then I, I, you look I'm at you look at Harry Byrne, who arguably better or has the prospect to be better than Ross, but isn't getting enough minutes either. Like, do you send him? At, like, is there an argument for say Harry to go to a Munster, a Connacht, or an or an Ulster to get minutes? Yeah, but then then you throw him down into Munster. He's got JJ Hanrat and he's got um, Joey coming yeah. back. Do you know and. The one, the one young fly half, young fly half has come through at Munster. Isn't yeah, it escapes me. Um, O'Gara was talking about him last week on the radio. Yeah, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. Yeah, the name's gone ahead. Then they, they throw him up to Ulster, where they've got Billy Barnes, they've got Madigan, and they've a scum half who, who can play ten. But he can play ten. Yeah. Or do you throw him at West, and it's Jack Carty? But you know, not gonna start with Jack Carty. I think we should have made moves years ago to further incorporate London Irish. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, B, I mean? a B team Should've... in the Premiership, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, like five five teams there. I know it's it's different because the IFU wouldn't be in control of the contracts yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, we 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 don't have enough because the way our contracts work and our centralized contracts work, we don't have enough spaces to 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 facilitate the players that we've got in some positions. Like even you could even argue that about scrum half as well. Like we we've got scrum half there, but we're having an argument now where do we have a scrum half? That is good enough to match, say, Murray of five years ago. We probably don't. We don't, but I. But we do. But we do have a variety. We've got players that can be fast. We've got players that can kick at nine. We've got players that can do different things. But no one with the same balance, I suppose, that Murray had, say, four or five years ago. No, we don't. And that's the thing is, like, yeah. Look, I, I, I just think, I think we probably need to go through a phase of not having a clean cut same 15 picks itself every weekend do you know what I mean we might need to go okay well we're playing France so we're going to need to play Luke McGrath and we're going to need to play mm-hmm. Jack Carter and, and, and I was just going to say that we need to probably do a little bit more be a little bit more French about it in terms of mm. let's rip it up we've, we've got we know what we've got in front of us now and the autumn internationals and the year that's been in it so why not just let's okay let's take a hit on this Six Nations let's get lads minutes let's see what we can do we're no one's expecting us to win the Six Nations. Even six weeks ago, I don't think anyone going, we're going to win the Six Nations. So let's now, why not do that with the World Cup coming up in whatever. And here's another thing, though. You're also potentially looking at a coach who's desperate to hold on to his job. Yeah. Who's under pressure. It needs a board and agreement, yeah. yeah. He, he's going to pick the team that he thinks is going to, is going to be the best team to, to win yeah. the day. Which regardless would, of... Which is probably holding us back. It had had, yeah, which, had he got wins in the autumn, had he won the autumn nations, and had he done well in the last six nations, we it, this would be a different six nations I think. Yeah, absolutely. As absolutely. I think I made, a, I'm not sure if it was Hugh who made the point earlier. If if the Irish rugby team was a football team at the moment, Andy Farrell would probably be gone. Paul O'Connell being his interim manager because because he, he's not got the experience of say managing, and we'd be looking at trying to appoint another manager. That's the way it'd work in the football yeah. world or the money making world. But it, it's just and not. I, and I, yeah, and they're saying that. What Farrell has done in his time versus what Wayne Pivak has done in his time, mm-hmm. Farrell's far more successful. Mm-hmm. Like, and I ask, I honestly think Wales are quite a poor side when you look at those stats and the fact that they had seven, they had what 69, 67 minutes playing against fourteen. They actually should have had two men Simbin in the last few minutes. First one for the um, the deliberate knockdown. That's a yellow card, mm-hmm. and then the penalty that Billy Burns kicked the touch. I'd argue that's a professional foul given the situation of the game and the flow mm, and yeah. 
Now look, he kicked it across the dead ball line, and look, God love him because he's gonna have to wake up in the morning and we have seen headlines. to be fair I've seen um, some players in particularly which I think is quite big of them is John Cooney putting up a, a small poem just saying uh, I can't I can't read the poem it's the Teddy, Ro- it's the Teddy Rose is it, it's yeah, just a arena. small poem yeah it's yeah, you know it's the Teddy small. Roosevelt man in the arena you read that one no, I've one. heard of it yeah but go on it's, it's a good one yeah I thought that was very big of him um, to, to well, do that well, of course, it's his teammate. Like, yeah, no, I get that, but in terms of Cooney's situation and what's happened yeah. with him, probably being overlooked, unf- not unfairly isn't the word, but... Um, There's no doubt he should be in the Irish panel. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whether he should start in is a different argument. Yeah, it should absolutely. Him being, and if we were planning strategically, he would be in ahead of Jamson Gibson back. Absolutely, no doubt. Uh, it's it's one of them, yeah, what you want from your scrum half, late in the 10, fit last 15 minutes. But what, for, just to, I suppose put an end to it but what what would you change for next week or would you change or what what would you look at doing Um, first thing is going to be what have we lost in terms of injuries James Ryan didn't come back I'd say that's a concussion ban so yeah he's done yeah. did, would, did Sexton Johnny need to pitch with a HIA or was it a neck shoulder, shoulder okay. neck injury type thing Um, well no actually no the thing it was a concussion actually sorry forgive me for that so he could potentially um, be gone we don't know that he yeah. could potentially be gone I don't know. I think he needs to. He picked the bench, and it worked out for him to have that many forwards on the bench. But he Billy Barnes, Jordan Lamar, Jordan Lamar, sorry, on the bench. Mm-hmm. And he, any other back? And uh, Jackson Gibson back. He had three backs. Yeah. Two two skill position backs, and a utility back. I'd, I'd like to see another back on there to give us that. That could have given us that spark. Now, who that is, I, I. Do you not think, in hindsight, Cooney, and I'm, I know I'm arguing this case probably a little too much, but Cooney's a perfect person that could have played nine or ten in that scenario. He can actually play fullback as well. Yeah, yeah. Well. So would he not? Is he not the perfect utility man? When you, when yeah, if, you, if, you're argue, gone, if you're gone into a game with three on the three backs, then then the argument there is, well, why do you bring Jordan Lama? Because he covers all back four. He can like yeah. at a push. He, he prefer back three. But he covered the centres as well, like so. Yeah, I don't know. I would have liked to see Bundyaki there as well. I think now Henshaw had a great game. Henshaw had a great game, yeah. And you can't and take Ringo's, Ringo's, can you? Like it's no. But I, I wouldn't have minded being able to bring to have Bundyaki for the first half to soften up the Welsh defence, and then have Henshaw Ringo's in the second half. Okay, here's one for you. Sexton's out next week. What do you do? Who are you putting in ten? Jack Harry. Jack Harry. Okay. I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, Billy Burns in the squad, like he did do well in, all, in the Autumn Internationals. I wouldn't, dro- I don't think you can drop him completely because if you drop him completely, you've closed the door on him as an Irish international. I'd close the door I don't on think him. I don't think he can go around. What? I, uh, there's, uh, there's a couple of reasons. I don't think he's going to be playing at Ulster next season. Madigan signed the new deal this week. Cooney can play 9 and 10. Um, I think get rid of him and, and get someone up, get one of the Leinster players up get minutes because um, you've got Frawley who can play 10 as well you've got the two Burns like I'm sure there's someone yeah, well, else there you, they've got men at Munster when they probably have they possibly have a 10 too many um, well, look, what I would say to you is one thing I would say is it depends on how France can go if you lose against France then then bring all the young guns in Yeah, but there's still a chance to win a championship especially with the bonus points mm. that's what settled it last year and look if you told me that we were going to be down to 14 men 
for that after 13 minutes I would have said there's no way we win there's no doubt about it we played well we definitely played well for half and forth if we had 15 I think we possibly could have dismantled them arguably arguably um, we had a purple patch Um, Johnny Sexton kicked so Pierre Manning got sent off 13th minute Lee Halfpenny kicked the penalty the 18th minute 28 minutes into the game we got our first points on the board Johnny Sexton 34 minutes another penalty by Sexton Tyborn try 36 minutes at conversion half time so there's 12 minutes spell there we got arguably the most for points now I know we kicked the penalty in the 71st minute but we lost the game in that period yeah. 30 minutes after the half time and half time probably came too early for us even though I think I tweeted out I think it was something like 53 minutes for the first half which is the Wayne Barnes effect in, in <laughs> like, I think France France will go on to win it Wales are going to implode um, from the stories coming out on their camp this week between spats and fights and then with their little bit of a Covid incident with um, Adams, Adams yeah. I think they're set to implode I think England have already lost the game and it's going to come out of France and England you would have to think, yeah, think so. uh, you never know Scotland of Wales at home and there's two games if you can get to your, your, your first week break with two wins in the trot momentum starts to build no, I don't think they have the quality, but strange things have happened. But look, let's leave it there and let's hope for a bit of good luck on Sunday. Um, and who knows? Hey right, lads, when we take a quick Jesus, break... Jesus, rugby shite, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for his input. <laughs> um, well, look, we'll take a quick break and we'll return after a quick word from our partners. Hey everyone, it's the Sasquatch here from the Busted Barstools podcast. This episode is produced in partnership with our friends, The Square Ball, located just off Marion Square. They're doing it rough at this moment in time with the pandemic, so make sure to give them a follow on Instagram, give them a like, give them a share, and hopefully someday soon we'll all be able to get back in for barbecue, pints and sport. Hello and welcome back to the second half of episode three, season three. Um, I think we're going to move into the coaches' new segment, the coaches' ranks. Thank you, Sas. Yeah, so basically, a little bit of a oh, what's the little bit of a spit on things um, for the foreseeable. The coach ranks is going to give you five. It's going to give the panel. Five um, different things that they need to rank from one through five. Okay, so simple. Um, I envision, as always, that this will stir and create some debates, discussion, and opinions. Um, so today we are going to kick it off with sporting events that we would like to attend in the new world. You know, after, you know, post COVID. So basically, lads, um, I've done a little bit of research on a, on a couple of cost cost effective options nothing nothing too major so we're not looking at super bowls or we're not looking at uh royal rumbles or, or this, this this like discount tickets is it no it's just things that are affordable and people could easily you know get a ticket for when we when we come out the other side um okay. please god touch wood um so i'm gonna tell you the the events the five events and you lads after we'll discuss debate and we'll we'll mark them in one through five um, so first of all is, and Beric won't like to hear it, an Ireland Six Nations away game. So obviously the reason this is in there, you get your longer day, you get your points outside the ground, you get your brekkie in the morning, wherever it might be, if it's in Edinburgh or London or wherever. 
Italy, <laughs> Paris, wherever. So um, Cardiff is the only place you want to go. It's it, it's pricey, but it's historic. There, there's a little bit of a legacy there with Six Nations and stuff like that. So you're looking <laughs> in around the 400 euro mark if you go to any reputable travel agent um, in Dublin city centre. Number two, <clears throat> Dortmund game. Um, so obviously you get over, you get some culture, you get some German beer, you get your weekend away. You could even do it with the missus if you wanted. Mrs. Coach and me do enjoy going to... Uh, <laughs> a German football game <clears throat> so you know it, it's cheaper and it's cheerful um, and that comes, that's coming in around 250 euros from my research um, Ryanair fly to all the great spots um, third on my list is NFL London games so obviously we don't know how it's going to look in the future but um, the cheapest option I could find at the time of writing was 350 euros. So you want it's it's, it's a bigger spending one. Um, powerful beer and cocktails around the Camden District of London. You know yourself. Blow the head off you. Some of them. Um, some of them beers. Um, yeah, I've done it twice. I've done it twice. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's on the list there. That's number three. And and it's by all accounts it's a it's a good weekend. Um, lots of events, lots of things going on. Um, number four is, so I've put down. MMA event because I don't know what the next one will be in Dublin um, it's going to be I envision UFC will want to get back at some stage and Bellator even though it's in Dublin they're probably coming around the 200 euro mark so I'm just going by previous ticket prices but and, and then you know a hotel in Dublin so in and around give or take um, 200 euro so we'll, we'll call that Bellator or UFC it'll probably be a fight night um, and then fifth is Croker but not a final because a, a final you, you're not going to get a ticket for after for the next All-Ireland final. So we'll say, given your county, be it Dublin, Mead, whoever it might be, Wexford, um, a day out at Croker, you know, the big tree for a couple of couple of hoolies and, uh, you know, hot dog on the, on the walk down. Um, and just honourable mention to, you know, National League, GAA, League of Ireland and AIL because although we, everyone's going to visit them once, once we're out with this, I, I imagine, I, I, think hope. You, I think you've missed the colossal one. Go on. I got a bit racist. I'll just stop. It's not a sport. We don't talk about horse racing here, do we? So yeah, I know, but if you're going to go to an event, that's where you're going. Go to races. So look, lads, they're, they're the options. The Six Nations, Dortmund, Dortmund NFL, London, MA event, and Croker for a non-final. So let's go. Let's rank. What do you think will be... We'll start with five. Look, is there a did we get a Ryanair sponsorship? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we didn't get well, a I, I notification did. about. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've given us two free paid flights between <laughs> Navel and Dublin. Yeah, but you land in Wexford. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, alarm still goes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always so, some prick clapping, isn't there? Yeah. Do we think what what are we thinking here? Any do you want to start at one? Do you want to work your way down? Um Are we are we making one big list? Yeah, or are we it has to be conjoined. No, no, it has to be conjoined. Does it have to be conjoined? Yeah, right. well there is debate, absolutely no way that I would pay any money to go and see a Six Nations game. I wouldn't personally go and see a Six Nations game if it was on in my back garden. But that's just my opinion because oh, I don't like The bloody text is... I'm going to get this week, fuck. <laughs> well, no, look, that's, that's the beauty of different opinions. Here, in, like, I'm not going to lie to you, right? I sat there and I watched 65 minutes of that Ireland game earlier and I hated every single second of it. And I will watch Ireland play anything. I'm shocked you watched 65 minutes and it wasn't in your back garden. 65 minutes I sat there that's a personal best I'd say isn't it, it? Uh, definitely, it's up there um, I just I just can't do you know what I'll make a comment here that I'll get you loads of texts rugby's a stupid game it's just a load of big lads running into each other 
Jesus, it sounds like a UFC event I've been at. He sounded um, like an old teacher. <laughs> 30 men running after a bag of air when they get it, they throw it away. That's what you sounded like. Only backwards, though. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest, the Six Nations game, I'd love to go to an Irish way Six Nations game. Never been. Only yeah. been the home. Carter from my field is where you're going to go because that's yeah. the crack because mm. you can have crack with Scotsmen and you can have crack with Welshmen. The French are notoriously minus for crack. Yeah. Rome, if it's Valentine's weekend and you want to really impress the woman and you've been itching for a dirty knee, maybe, I don't know. Um, Twickenham's good, like it is good too, to be fair. Twickenham is a ground I'd love to visit. It's just expensive. Yeah. It'd be probably the most expensive weekend out of the. Well, Paris is. It's down on my. It is the most expensive, actually, yeah. Yeah, from the research, yeah. it is the most expensive weekend, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, given I probably put it high up, you'd probably put it high up, where could put it down to five, so I'd say that probably has to go around three right, on the list. I would put it at ten if there was an option. <laughs> I'll get my pen here and we'll go with that right okay so for the moment we'll, we'll slip it in at three yeah okay a lot of averages now I'm not going to lie the MMA event I've been to loads of them in the tree arena I've friends that you know partake in that tuggery um, but <laughs> the reason I'm going to put this as my five is because I think probably and I'm guessing the last MMA, MMA event in Dublin I, I believe was the nucleus oh. of COVID. So I'm actually going to put that at the bottom of my list. Apparently it's where COVID started. So I don't know what you lads think. Uh, I know it's, it's going to be higher in Berwick's. Wuhan in, in, the, in the tree arena in Wuhan, was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that was yeah. the inception of COVID. And you went to watch a bunch of scoundrels. Scoundrels um, they were, yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> the one thing I will give in the MMA event's favour is any time I've been to an MMA event, I always have a great night after. Any can, any fighting event you have a great night after it's it's well unless you're in a GAA hall in the back arse because that's happened to me before and you have to drive and you can't really enjoy yourself that has happened to me I've, I've gone to a few of them fights yeah, yeah. And, and th- it's not not always a nice crowd but uh, yeah. in terms of well see this is the thing like wh- what are you ranking this on are you ranking it on the actual sporting spectacle or are you ranking it on the atmosphere Cause no it's yeah it's 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 encumbersome it's wholesome um, it's wholesome yeah yeah so for example if you're going to an MMA event you're getting your night out in that. Or if you're going to Dortmund, you're getting that little cultural experience. So that I'm including the night out on that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm not. To... I'm not mad at going to MMA events personally. Mm. So I think you'd be surprised, and I wouldn't really have it as my top one. Like I, I, I could take or leave it. Like I didn't go to the last last battle tour that was here. Just no, no okay. real interest. Well, I, not no real interest, but like I'd much rather watch it on the telly. Alright, I'm gonna put MMA as five for the moment. We can we can argue that if something else falls below what we think. No way. There's a <laughs> there was something else he said that it has to go as five. Alright, well we'll come back to it. I'll, I'll yeah. just put it on the paper then for the moment. Put it as four. Put it as four. Okay, we'll go four at the moment. Ah, I know the one that's going five. So I'll, NFL London. Where does that where does that sit with you, lads? Oh, I feel it's good to go to. I'd love to. It's good. The only thing is, you can get some drab games, and it can be mm. in, like, if there's a, if there's like the last two years I think I went, there was four games, and to get the good game, take a master. You know that the way take a master just shaft you. Yeah. So yeah. you're left going to watch the Jags play someone. Now, in 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 all fairness, though, I did get to see Deshaun Watson, the Texans uh, against the Jags. The one thing I'll add is, no matter what game it's going to be, you're guaranteed an experience. Outside the ground and in the lead up and, and a Carnaby Street and all that sort of stuff is from what I believe I haven't attended one I really want to go to one but yeah yeah no they're good um, the only thing I'd suggest I I I'd, I'd put it high enough up 
Oh, because it's I haven't been. So yeah, that would me, be I high think, enough let my I list think out. a lot of people would have would have spent the last twelve months watching NFL and American sports and getting a little bit more used to it than what they might have been. So I think it will be on high on a lot of people's list. So I might slip that to I'd say it's a we'll tough slog though sitting there through the whole game though. Is that yeah, well, plenty see, Mrs. Mrs. Coach does enjoy yeah, true, she yeah. does enjoy going to the American sports. Now the last one we went to was the Miami Marlins and they played in the indoor thing and we did have to leave in the seventh innings. So guys didn't mention baseball. Yeah. So baseball is yeah. a tough slog. And and I, I I think she would probably get three quarters of the way through one of them as well, now, to be fair. For that I was no it's, it's who you it's who you go with for that yeah, though. Yeah, I mean if yeah. you go with people who love the NFL you're gonna stay. If you go with lads for the crack. I'm gonna go with NFL at number two for the moment. Again, we can dispute that. So we've got NFL at two, Six Nations at three, MMA at four. So currently, okay, let's mark that down. Right, the GAA League game, or sorry, the yeah, a Croker game, and um, but not the All Ireland Finals or anything else, anything encumbersome of, but just can't be the final because you can get tickets to pretty much everything else. I'd put that as one for the Would moment. You? Yeah. It's yeah. a savage day out. There's, there is a it's cheap as fuck, and it's on, just on a, on, a, on, a, on a warm summer's day. Exactly. But Point to McGill's. Yeah, and running you, over cars outside Quinns and Condra, kicking the wing mirrors. Easy it's to it's get just it. wholesome fun. Easy to get to. Okay, well, if you want to put it in one, because I'm going to make a strong argument here for one that I, I would love to, to see. And that oh, so what's that Dortmund's is last then, Dortmund. is it? No, Dortmund, you see, I'm going to make an argument with you that Dortmund should be number one, because I think... You get a group of lads, it's an easy, doable trip, it's cheap. You get a little bit of culture, you get fine German beers, you get your bratwurst, you know. I hate German. I, I hate them. What I, w- what I would say to you, though, is if I'm going away for the weekend with lads, I don't want culture. Yeah, yeah. but you get your German beer and your bratwurst. No matter what lads you you're with, really, go, go to Oktoberfest and down at <clears throat> the yeah. IFSC, you get the exact yeah. same. So yeah, we're now going to an MMA right? event, but we're going to Oktoberfest, the IFSC first, is it? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Huh? That'd be some event, but go to that one. Yeah. Go to them both. Um, so where would you put the Dortmund game then? I'd have very little interest to see a Dortmund game, personally. Okay. A football game on the continent. As in, the continent the con- being not the continent the continent of, of London. <laughs> no, yeah. like, I, like, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't really be mad on going to see. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's, it's like, if I'm there and it's on. Yeah, if that if that makes sense, like if, if yeah. I was in, if I happened to be in Dortmund, and I if was, I was going anyway, do you know and what? It just happened to be there. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I wouldn't yeah. plan a trip around going to see it. Like, no way. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Dortmund is actually that easy to get tickets for anymore. They have a huge UK based fan base, don't they? Jesus, lads, you don't make it fucking easy. Um, just saying this. You're the one who brought. Right. There's a lot of snobbery okay. now. Okay, I think so you've that? gone the wrong way with this though, as well as a piece. I think you should have gone. What's the top five events you'd like to go for? Money's no object. That would have been no. That would be down the line. No, this you just leave it for now. Just for a second, right? Number can one can probably put this in the bin, really, can't we? No, well, I've got a good one for next week. It's um, <laughs> oh, why didn't you fucking say that this week? World Cup football boots of two thousand and two. Um, no, but look. Um, so number one, we're going with GAA and Kroger. So we'll just put down Kroger. So our current ranking system is Kroger number one, NFL London weekend number two, Six Nations away game number three. MMA event in Dublin, number four, because you get your night out there, and you're going Dortmund five. I that wouldn't be my personal list, but that's the list we've come to fucking terms with. Go on, I, Sass, yeah. what are you gonna say? Whatever. I probably personally, personally, I'd probably swap 
the MMA for Dortmund because none yeah. of us are staying the night in Dublin if we go to an event, really, are we? I'd be, I'd be, stay the night in Dublin every fucking day, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> what would you be you swapping I mean? there, Beric? Uh, Six Nations would be bottom of the pile for me. So your MMA would be number three, Dortmund number four, Six Nations number yeah, five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. If you um, haven't guessed, Beric's a colossal rugby league fan, so he hates you. I, I hates would probably him. be going Six Nations number one, Dortmund number two, to be honest. MMA three and Croker four. But look, we've come to the arrangement and, and the agreement that Croker's number one somehow. NFL, London number two, Six Nations. Scandalous when you think about it, isn't it? Like when you say it, and Dortmund five. So there we are. That that for three, all our three, listeners. It's it's. Do you know what? It's a, it's absolutely outrageous that three Irish sports fans would like to go back to Croker. I think that's it's outrageous. outrageous. Yeah, outrageous. Yeah, look, and then you get it. You yeah. get everything in it. You go to a pub as well. Imagine that. And, Imagine they were a thing. <laughs> Just to top, top it all off, your own opinions. One event you personally want to go to when this is all over. If money's no object, money's no object. You you've got to put it down now in your in your foresight that that's what I'm planning for. That's what I'm saving for. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Because well, look, if this is like a lifetime thing you'd love to do, I'd love to go see the State of Origin game in Australia. That's what I'd love to do. That's my okay. one. Okay, fair enough. That's doable. It's doable. Beric? Yeah. I don't I don't really have a, a one, to be honest. It's not my... It's really going to say... West Ham my... in the Champions League final. That's... <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> That's it. That's I'd, I'd, say, I'd say out of out of everything that I could go to, I would go... It probably would be a West Ham game, yeah. Back to West Ham, yeah. I like I'd like to go over I I do tend to go over once a year and I haven't missed it this year. So year that would probably like be well, like Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think yeah, it's the West Ham game. Yeah, for it, me, I do obviously I'm a Liverpool fan, I go a few times a year, but it's getting harder. Very very hard actually. But my one that I'd really, really looking forward to going to is a Celtics game. Can't wait to get back. Haven't been yeah, since I, fifteen years now. Say, right. Did you did you say Celtics, Celtics. or Celtics? Celtics? But the Celtics, I think. see Celtics before Lennon goes. I won't be going. Oh, no. I won't be going over to. No, I won't be going over to. Um, I, I, saying that. Why was why thing. was it a Glasgow Celtic game not one of the the five? It will be when when we do the list again. I'd much when rather go. Gone. I'd much rather go and see a Celtic game than a Dortmund game. Yeah, well, uh, it, had Lennon been gone, I mean, they might have been on the list. Uh, I would. You're I would, a bit I would, actually just <laughs> to, to add into that list. I'd love to see LeBron James play before he, he retires. I'd yeah. love to see that. Yeah, I think I think Celtics Lakers for me would be a. Oh, you wouldn't get it. I'm not sure you'd get a ticket for it, but that would be a, yeah. one for me. Well, money's no option. Money's no option. Money's it's Celtics. No option, Celtics so. Lakers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In 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 TD Garden. Anyway, we'll let's join the Kings out on that for next week. Yeah, yeah. It, just be better, mate. I think it's the the take home yeah. message. Just be better. Um. We do have a fan question to round us out. So, Billy Burns that, didn't I? <laughs> no. For a fan question. You're a bitter man, isn't he? Like, he's oh, a bitter. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, so, anyway. Now I have a fan the fan question. question here, don't I? Well, I have it as well. So it's good. Same one. Yeah, I'll play it. That's okay. And now for <laughs> a fan question. Why do you buy our affiliate partners USA Sports.co.uk? Don't just support your side, rep your side, be it on that all important work Zoom call or on the couch for the game. Click the link in the podcast description or on our Instagram bio 
to browse the wide variety of sports merchandise from all four of America's major sports leagues. Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NHL and the NBA. So, Beric, let's hear that fan question. Oh, yeah, that's best of luck with season three. I'm enjoying it so far. Quick NFL question for three of your members, not for one. Well, let's say if the Sasquatch's beloved Philadelphia Eagles left and went to St. Louis and became the St. Louis Eagles, should he continue to support them or would he have to look elsewhere for a team? Eric said last week that he couldn't even judge who I or others support. So Eric's silence would be appreciated. And that's only because I want to hold the man to his words. So for the other three, um, what are your thoughts on that question? Thanks, lads. Now, unfortunately for that fan question, question due to an anomaly in this week's episode, the doctor couldn't be with us, and he has requested for three answers. So I think Beric <laughs> is going to have to step in. Um, and I'm very sorry for that. It is the rules, and we didn't make them up. Um, Jeez, heaven forbid someone take something I said to heart on, on, on air. There was a number of direct messages sent to our Instagram and he did request an apology and I did inform him and he would not be getting It does sound like friend of the show, but that wouldn't yeah. be... Yeah. wouldn't be like the, sure like he... a friend of the show to just c- completely blank out one of our members. <laughs> a you co-founder. Know. Well. A co-founder, would you believe? But sure. yeah. I suppose, from me, I think I would still support the Eagles if they moved to St. Louis. Um, I don't have any geographical ties to the Eagles. And I think I don't think a lot of fans do either. I think I know I remember reading an article about when the Chargers moved from San Diego to LA. And around the same time that the Rams moved from St. Louis to LA. That the most watched team in LA was still the Oakland Raiders, even though they'd left LA in the eighties, but they'd won their Super Bowls in LA. And there was more people watching the Chargers in San Diego than there ever was in Los Angeles. So I can understand if I was from Philadelphia or if I had an affiliation to Philadelphia and the Eagles left, I'd be devastated. Like when Cleveland fans born LeBron James' jerseys each time he left. But uh, despite him having to. But uh, yeah, no, I don't don't think I would switch off the Eagles. So what you're, what you're saying is... Now, I'm not answering this question as I've been told not to answer, so I'm just, just trying to get me ducks in a row here. So what you're saying is, as a man, possibly from North County, Dublin, who supported a team, the Raiders, let's just say for argument's sake, who used to support the Raiders, uh, and just because they move um, location, he, he now needs to find an, another team. Do you just think that's ridiculous as a man from North County Dublin or anywhere else in Ireland? You might even say. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, unless, they, unless, unless he has an affiliation to Oakland. Okay. That, has he doesn't. He, has he, he doesn't. Okay. Well, then, look. Or maybe he does. I don't know. I don't know the man personally. It's it's American sports in Ireland. No one's going to call you if you suddenly start walking around in a Detroit Lions jersey, for example. Or hat. Yeah. No one's going to call you out. No one's going to go, hold on a minute. You're local. Like, the amount of lads that to be walking around, you'd be like, oh, you're wearing a new, new England Patriots hat, you fan. Huh? That's just, it, it's cold. That's why I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> so you get away with it in Ireland anyway. There's like, a few too many of them walking around alone. 
it's weird. It's a, it is a weird. Like, not, you can't. If you're Irish and you've no affiliation, like, by family or by, you know, whatever, or you grew up there or whatever, I don't think you have any... You can't, like... You can't just change team. Like, It's like... Do you remember a few... A little while ago, there was those fans... I say a little while ago, when Abramovich came into Chelsea, there was those fans. Oh, I'm a Chelsea fan. You're not. You were literally wearing think, David Beckham's jersey last week. I think football's different. No, 100%. Yeah, I get that. Like, I'm, see, it's a fun, it's a really funny one because my affiliation with the Boston Celtics came from visiting as a kid because I had family there. And I'm actually unsure of it. If the Celtics tomorrow decide to move to Orlando or wherever, well, I don't know. Well, the the Boston Irish dynamic is a, is a, is an interesting one. There is a lot of New England fans simply for the fact of it's it's a Boston sports team yeah. and we're Irish, so we'll support them. Mm. But it'll be interesting to see if they don't go back to the heights that they've been at in the next five years, and many of them will support them then. That'll be interesting. It'd be very. I'll tell you what's very interesting. If we could have a little bit of a study or some sort of result on how how it's affected the Raiders, like how many fans have that like. Because Vegas is a drive. It'd be like us going to the Porky Cueve for a, a Dublin game. I think you'll find it's a far more significant drive. To no, drive it's not. It's only, I've done the drive myself. It's only about four or four and a half hours. <clears throat> so, like, it's not... Through the desert. Through the desert, <laughs> like, albeit, yeah. But I wonder how many fans they've... It raining in the Midlands. Yeah. But are there fans swapping... <laughs> are there fans swapping to the Chargers or the Rams or... Do you know what I mean? Or well, they're Oak- they're o- they're Oakland. It's a different city. Like I know it's very close, mm. but they'd probably be more likely to switch to the 49ers because the Golden uh, Gate Bridge goes between Oakland and San Francisco. And would you say they are? And that's where the Golden State Warriors are from. Or would you say? Uh, I don't. No, I don't think so. Like, see that thing I said about the the number one watch team in in LA in terms of football is mm. the Raiders because of a the cultural aspect of NWA and the fact that they used to wear their their the gear. gear. Yeah, and b the last. Super Bowl one in LA was by the Raiders, so yeah, it's not a massive commute either. And Vegas is one of them places. Like if you're only going to a home game every second week. It's doable. Mm. You know, I think they'll struggle to get fans in Vegas because small populations of the city, the majority yeah. of the city, yeah. actually move out and come back in for work. And, and the city outside, yeah, most of them are fucking full of Hoover and trying to bang hookers. <laughs> like the, the city that's outside the strip is, is economy wise isn't great. Like either, no, it's it's it, it's very much a lads trip to Vegas for the weekend and you might catch a game if you sober up in time yeah I think yeah, but like, it's, 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 it's a great money making tool potentially for the NFL in a world not this one it is a great question because what you, you raise a very good point like the Celtics are the Celtics because of the Irish kind of in, injection into it I suppose so would they still even be the Celtics if they were to move more into the midland of the states do you know what I mean or even to the west coast absolutely Absolutely. This is why the American franchise call themselves that. Like the the worst one is the Indianapolis Colts. They used to be the Baltimore Colts. Mm. And here's a little story for you about football in Baltimore. And their owner Jim Arsay told them he was not going to take them out of the city of Baltimore. They moved overnight. They moved between like two and four o'clock in the mid- one night to just load vans and just moved to Indianapolis. And there was no football in Baltimore for years. And then they took Cleveland. Browns and moved them to Baltimore and rebranded as the Ravens because there's a symbolism between Ravens and Baltimore and then there was no football in Cleveland for five years and they got a new franchise and they called it the Browns so there's been two Cleveland Browns organisations believe it or not like American franchises move the whole time 
Like Golden yeah, State. Yeah, but they changed names at times as well, though. Like, they were the Texans yes. not... The Texans used to be the Oilers, did they not? Houston no? Oilers, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just changed to the Texans. Like, the well, Pel- yeah, the Pelicans no, as well. The, They're only the Pelicans recently. Oilers, the Oilers, I think, or the Texans, I think, were a team in Tennessee. I think it was the Tennessee Oilers. I think it was the Houston Oilers and they moved to Tennessee. And they were the Tennessee Oilers. And then they moved back to Houston and we ran as the Texans then. But I, there's a few of them. Like, the Hornets used to be the... Bobcats. Charlotte Bobcats. Charlotte Bobcats. And then, like, there's loads of teams changing names. Like. They do, but a lot of them don't... Oh, like, they don't always change names. Like, it was the St. Louis Rams. It's still the LA Rams. But they were the LA Rams yeah. before they moved to St. Louis. Chargers, San Diego Chargers. They moved to LA. They're still the LA Chargers. I think there's... the moral of this story is support whoever the fuck you want. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and don't be taken. And don't be taking things that I said on a podcast personally into heart. Like yeah. that's what I. It's that's a, what a, I ended up. It's a mirror test. That's all it is. Can you look yourself in the mirror and say, "I respect the decision." If you're losing sleep over fucking <laughs> switching from from one team to another in an American sport, you, you might have bigger problems. Than yeah, to be fair, the, the teams themselves switch more than you do. So, like, if you're exactly. worrying over that. That and if, if if you're going to switch, you've got Carp Blanche. Why are you picking the Detroit Lions? <laughs> no, yeah. let's not get into that. One. <laughs> we think because... we think it's got M and M's from there. That's just weird. I was just doing my impression. And on that note, um... it's weird ending that now. Yeah, we we might try and move off that. Can we cut that out? Yeah, can we cut that now? Yeah, great. I'll see. See, I'm feeling like the Super Bowl. That's it. Jesus, what's that? Five to ten on Super Bowl night. Absolutely. Outrage. Right. Wrap it up, gents. Yeah, go for that power power nap before the Super Bowl. Let's go. Splendid. Thanks everyone for listening. Um Thanks to the coach for trying out his new segment. Absolutely. Go through some, it. Yeah, killed it, yeah. Gone through some some teething issues. But look, we'll get there in the end of the next week. It will be seamless like the rest of the podcast we all missed the doctor let's hope he's he's well and we'll be back soon yeah, or sobered up whichever one you like whichever one you want to want to say yourself anyway thank you good night much love